<laughs> a lung enema. No! It, Four times two equals 68, mate. And where were we? Halfway through our current destination. Well, episode 34 saw Liam go on zero. An argument over a world music flute and Craig flip-flopping his way into complete chaos. So, always different, always the same. And here we, jury three taking the seat in the court. Nine more songs line up in the dock, overpaid legal teams masquerading as fact, melody and production as character and reference, and you, dear listener, as judge and executioner. Will we make good of our randomly chosen impositions, or will it all get too much and we fudge the big call? Who the fuck indeed knows? But standing tall next to my good self... It's the wind of change in human form. It's Mr. Craig Lowe. Oh, we can only hope that the winds of change are blowing this week. That would be such a blessed relief. Surely, surely. Surely uh, the streak must end. And on the other side... <laughs> Three <level> more years. <laughs> <laughs> and you just heard him there on the other side. Level-headedness and music science incarnate. It's Dr. Liam Maloney, my dear. God. As if I know anything about any of those things. Um, shall we name our machine, boys? Let's do so. Let's do it. Today's machine, its name is... Lil Nas Xbox. Thanks, Brooker. Little Nas Xbox. Little Nas X. Little Nas X. <laughs> Little Nas X. Xbox. We're starting with me. Right. Right. So, here we go. Oh, God. Ooh, it's right. like getting in a warm bath. Um, this only came up two weeks ago. Um, this is going to be unique number one, 971. It was number one for the first time on the 7th of February. I always think the R in February is in the wrong place. Um, any more facts for me, Lil Nas X, on your stripper pole? <laughs> No, Nipadifax. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sell it, Excellent. mate. Yeah, it Enthusiasm. came up two weeks ago. So why? Send it to the clouds above, sampling you two. Yes, and we were talking about it when we were going through the things because you didn't remember LMC and you two. Um, it is technically the clouds above. It samples a well. It covers or interpolates some of Whitney Houston's incomparable "How Will I Know," which is obviously a fucking classic, and samples "With or Without You" by U2 from Joshua Tree, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the only YouTube 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 album I've enjoyed um, thus far. It's very front loaded. Carry on. Uh, very much so. Yeah. Um, this. I have one interesting, vaguely interesting fact about this, is that um, Rachel McFarlane, who is singing the Whitney Houston bit, sang Let the Music Lift You Up with Loveland in the 90s. That's all I've got. I've not much on this myself, to be fair. It's all right. It it takes the two songs and crashes them together, and we get something less. That's musical maths. It very much yeah. is less than the, the sum of its parts, isn't it? With or without yeah. you, despite your opinion, is uh, of kind of you two generally, I said that to the audience, is a decent cracker a ballad. I think they even used it in Friends early on, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. Don't I think that. they used it in the first Every, Everything was played in Friends early on. I could do. And in Friends. Whitney Houston's How Will I Know? Fucking spectacular. One of the best bits with Houston. In fact, one of the best bits of 80s pop. Full stop. Um, and yeah, this is not a patch on either of them. Craig? It's fine. What do you want? I mean, it's, it's fine. It's, it's, 
I mean, you'll be a fast episode, boys. A fucking deep dive into like throwaway fucking dance pop. I mean, yeah, it's it's danceable. I mean, I wouldn't turn it off. It's on the radio. Yeah, it's not as good as the other two, but you know what? After you finish listening to it, might make you want to play one of the other two, which is always a plus. Get some extra money in their pocket because they need it. One of them's dead. The other one's Bono. Right next, unique number one, two hundred and twenty. Four. This Better was number, numbers. This is number one for the first time on the 15th of what's nine? September. September 1960. Two. Six. Six. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be one of the best songs ever written. It's the magic year. Let's ask Lil Nas if he's got any facts secreted up his bumhole on his way into fact prison. It's been... That's all I got for you. It wasn't worth it for that. Um, I'm not going to talk about this one. I'm going to hand this over to you two because... Oh. What's the Beatles, then? It's... No. Oh, well, it's not. Um... But I don't understand the naming conventions for these bands, so I'm passing it to you. Oh, it's the Small Faces. Hello. All or nothing, the Small Faces. Just yep. to explain to Liam once again, it goes like this, right? They faces, they start small. Then when Steve Marriott left, they got bigger for some reason. They just became Faces. And then the biggest face of all, Rod Stewart. <laughs> That's how it works. I always think small faces is because they have like lost a member. They become that makes, smaller. That makes sense. Right. So the, the name small faces came from the 60s slang, a face, say someone you see about. And because they were out on the scene and they were 16, 17, they were the small, they were the youngest. So they were known as the small faces. That's where... That comes from. There you go. That's is that real really, or are you just... No, it's, gen- no, it's okay. genuine. It's genuine, that. Uh, me and Craig reviewed my favourite Small Faces album, Ogden's Nut Gone Flake, in an episode mm. of Long Play Replay. Didn't go down. It wasn't a unanimous mm. viewpoint from both sides. <laughs> yeah. Craig fucking hated it. I yes. would agree with you there. I can't stand that fucking record, Craig. It's brilliant, listener. Um, the... The, surely, surely, oh, surely we've got to agree on this, though. This is great. This is Steve Marriott R&B masterclass. Up there with Tin Soldier, this. This is ace. And it's not LCR, which caused most of the problems when we're listening to Hugdon's Not Got Play. Because I think Craig, it made Craig ill. <laughs> it's all got a bit technical the past couple of episodes, hasn't oh, it? We've had, sorry. what did we have last episode? We had um, side chaining. Uh, side chaining. Yeah. And L- LCR is that now. awful thing you get in Motown mixes where the drums are on one side and like the strings are on the other and then Diana Ross his cokey nose is down the middle we've got a new toy in the studio and we're going to misuse it until it becomes boring I think this is the only small faces go as well I think this was I'm I'm more than sure yeah and I think I think it's great so I'm batting hard for this Craig you got a view on this yeah it's fine I mean (laughs) I mean yeah the small I I don't as much as I really dislike the fucking Ogden's. It's. <laughs> Are you sitting comfortable? Too square on your body. <laughs> yeah. This is too sweet. Nicey, nicey. Uh, okay, dokey. Lovely, jubbly. This is. It's, the, I mean, it, it's, no, this is like proper. Yeah, I get this. This, 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 this is a song. <laughs> I realised, and it's more—it's my fault for doing a, a really bad impression that me and you basically said nothing there, Craig. <laughs> Liam, could you just drop it in so the listener can hear a little bit of Steve Marriott's lovely voice, and then if you've nothing to say, we can move on. Where are we in the kitchen of distinction, my gents? And on the fridge. And on the fridge, uh, Craig. Side eye in the fridge. Okay. I've I've scuttled a little binwards, but only a little. Um, it could all be saved for me. 
Um, just play something fairly good. Doesn't have to be spectacular. He's setting us up. Fairly yeah, good. Disaster. He's setting us up. Hello, unique number one, nine. This. Oh, no! Come with me, Craig. This was Come with number me one... to the bin, Craig. <laughs> this was number one for the first. Fucking Christ. Be good. Be good. Be a good one. Mm. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Tom. In fact, I can't read my own writing here. Sorry. End this. <laughs> no! <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Right, okay, here we go, lads. So, oh, this is unique number one, nine. It was number one for the first time on the 24th of April, 1953. Little Nas X, um, this is going to be hard work, so yeah, let's go. So a notable and a record breaker. This was the first. Uh, sorry, this is the longest. Blah, 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 blah. Do that again. This is the l song that has had the most time at the number one spot, more than any other track. More than Brian Adams. Yeah. And do you know why I know this? And I'm going to let you reveal it because I got this wrong at a pub quiz, oh, right. and it has burned me because it was the way it was worded. <laughs> Oh, which which song has spent the longest time at number one? There we go. Not consecutive, though. The other thing, it's really notable because it was the first triple recharter. It hit the number one spot three times and tickled the charts. But it's the Must first be good, one. Then. Must be good. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Frankie Lane. Frankie Lane! With, what's it called, Matt? I Believe. It's I Believe. Which you'll know. I believe for every drop of rain that falls, lovely voice, flower grows. Look at Matt already trying to sell you on it. <laughs> got a great voice. It is, and I, he's I, got mafia links. And he's well I'm not, dead. I'm not worried if we vote it down, though. <laughs> You'll find a horse's head in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even link. That was the last episode. Um, so, just to get my kind of piece out, this is a wobbly torch song, I think is probably the best way, and a fair way of describing it. Um, many, many artists of the 50s and 60s had a crack at this, like Andy Williams et al. Um, it is fairly depressing. It is overly verbose for a song that lasts less than two and a half minutes. And it's really out of time. It feels like a song that, for 1953, this is almost too late in the day. Um, I don't understand how this was this popular for eight, 18 fucking weeks. 18, that's, like, that's how long it takes to gestate a child, isn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Christ. I don't have a word. Let's so get Liam working on the maternity ward. Christ. Yeah, you do, love. Let's get you in. Inducing. Uh, they rattle through it. Dead easy from all I've heard. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, why Why this is... I don't know. Why this was so popular, I do not know. Um, I hand Robson over to you guys. Version? Well, Robson and Jerome, this the only thing, the other thing that we've not mentioned is they, they took it to... Further Heights in 1995, Craig, Robson and Jerome, that Sounds I think. about right, yeah. Yeah, um, when they covered it. Um, so 18 I'm... weeks is long enough for a squirrel to give birth. Oh, you, didn't you, dis you didn't specify rodent pregnancy. I didn't specify human either. Nah, that's touche. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm going to put my washing out on the line, all right? This ain't enough to sink the small faces. Yeah. This is fine, and it's notable, and he's <laughs> got mafia links, and I'm scared of him, even though he's dead. And it's better than Robson and Jerome, so suck it. I'm voting keep. I'm mental. 
I am unmoved by all of this stuff, so I'm going to vote Bin, because I think there's better things out there, and I don't think that um, The Small Faces is enough to kind of ghost town in those two tracks. I don't think they're good enough to be ghosted in. Right, well. And I don't think Small Faces is heavy enough to get go- to be a ghost town. Mr. Lou. Hmm. Well, this, this leaves me in my corner for once, and I... <sighs> Thinking about it, it's going to be... <gasps> that doesn't work on Radio Craig. This will be a keep. <laughs> I believe that I believe is a beautiful song. I think it really is. It's a hopeful Who song. Who are you? Did do a face. No, no. Do you know what, Liam? You, you missed it because you were pressing play. But when Craig realised what song it was, that it was the, the song from the 90s and... Craig did come across. I thought it was wind, but it must have been wistfulness. <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a beautiful little song, and then and, and as much as Liam doesn't understand why it charted for so long, I can't see why anybody wouldn't see why it charted for so long. It's is hopeful in all the right ways. Yes, it's croonery, but it's croonery in all the right ways. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's got a croonery voice. I, I think, think I think he's croon. great. <laughs> Yeah, well, you don't need to sell it anymore. It's it's in. Right. Okay, then. That is a very rare Matt and Craig versus Liam. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. No, it does not. I've I've completely discombobulated Liam now. Yeah. Um, That's another six weeks of shit tracks for me. Also a beaver (laughs) and a lemur. Let's move on and do Craig. Drought is over, drought is over, three golden songs. It's Craig's gold now, everybody. Are you ready? As I wander aimlessly through the Dust Bowl (laughs) and look at the arid landscape around me, I present you with unique number one, number 1,289. He's like, he's mining the shit. This was number one for two weeks from the 21st of March in the year of our Lord. 2015. Lil Nas X, if you don't give me something good this week, I'm going to take my horse to the old town fax. (laughs) Oh, God. That means it's a charity. It does mean it's a charity. And what month was it? It was March. Is that Comic Relief? relief. That is Comic Relief. But what is the year? It's 2015. So Comic Relief is... Officially lost all sense of humour. So it's a serious comic relief. That's not a thing. I mean... A I serious even, comic relief. I wouldn't even call this a comic relief song, which I will go into after. Press play. Yes, I do. Sam Smith. I one day I will be where I was, right there, right next to you. So this is before he's getting his tartars out. They just seem so dark. Mm-hmm. Have I got to wear that? The stars nothing oh, no. without you. He's constantly getting his tartars so, out with Madge. We'll, we'll slow that down. Uh, this is Sam Smith featuring, Boobs. featuring Jonathan Legend Jonathan and Legend. Uh, Lay Me Down, which was the comic relief single for 2015. Not really a comic relief single because this is the third time that Sam Smith attempted to make this song a chart success. He had previously released it in... Oh, let me check. He originally... I mean, I could have done more research into this, but fucking <laughs> Sam Smith, isn't it? You go on a list, don't you? John Smith. John, what's his name? John Legend, John Smith! Yeah, John his Legend, name. John Legend. Jonathan the man Legend. responsible yeah. for the most basic wedding first dance of all time. All yeah. of me That includes a penis. All. <laughs> That's the fanny. <laughs> So yeah, this was originally released in 2014, where it charted at number 46. Matt was, was appalled at me tw- then. Yeah, I know. Rightfully so. Uh, it was then re-released in 2015. I'm so turned on. Right. I'm listening. Re-released in 2015, uh, where it failed again. It charted even lower, I think, that time, and charted at number 40-something. But you know what? Let's slap a red nose on this fucking jolly song. Can you imagine Lenny Emery and French and Saunders doing a little buggy in the background to this one on fucking Comet Relief Night? Jesus Christ, what has happened? 
<laughs> to comic relief, where we're just getting jo- the biggest thing we can do is take a failed fucking Sam Smith song and put John Legend on it to do a verse. I mean, this is weak sauce of the highest caliber, my friends. I can't can I do add a, anything to that. Can I do a bit of live editing? Yeah. What's your next one, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so my next number one this week is unique. Number one, number five, five. Here we go again. The drought runs. (laughs) The drought runs on. Before we go any further, little Nas Xbox. Let's see if we can free sixty. My luck. It's been. Yep, one week. In the... <laughs> Nothing else to go on there. <laughs> one week, eleventh uh, of January, nineteen fifty-seven. Uh, I would be tempted with a notable, but I think we'll stick with the fun fact. We'll go with fun fact. Oh, yeah. Right. So press play. Singing the blues by Donna. Yeah, singing the blues. We'll get the initials in a minute because I reckon we'll know it from the initials. Singing the blues. Uh, give us the initials, kidder. T.S. Tough shit. Tommy Steele. <laughs> it's Tough Tommy Steele and the Steel Man. Uh, yeah, with Singing the Blues. It was number one in between two other... Ver- well, one other version of this track with the week before. It was Guy Mitchell's version of Singing the Blues. This yes. went to number one. And then the week after, it was Guy Mitchell singing the blues. And I had I had Guy Mitchell singing the blues in a previous episode. Yep. So there Did you go. Keep Recycled it, facts. No, I don't. I, I, look, it, you can't. Facts are facts, mate. You can't yeah. laugh at them. Don't laugh at facts. There you go. That's it. <laughs> episode 39. Episode 39. Did it go in? Uh, now you're asking difficult questions. It's... Did um, oh, well, I, that, that. Matt voted to bin it though? Me and you voted to keep it. What right. kind of twisted what? fucking fantasy was episode thirty nine? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I like Tommy Steele's voice. I, I mean, he's doing he's doing an admirable Buddy Holly. He is. That's right. He's doing he's doing an admirable impression of Buddy Holly. But who am I to complain? In there's always imitators. So he's he's being a fine imitator of Buddy Holly. But I mean. Do we need two versions of this forgotten little ditty? No, I think Tommy Steele is okay to be resigned to the scrap heap of history. Got mafia yeah. connections. Oh, fuck. They all do. He's not, he's not, he's not. He's not. <laughs> and so, dear listener, as the dam finally breaks <gasps> and the oh. water comes sluicing down the valley... I present you with unique number one, number 497. Oh, them some numbers. Before we go any further, I'm I, I'm too excited to even make a pun. Uh, give us some facts, machine. I'm excited for you. Iran. Did you just say fax machine? I did, yeah. <laughs> and Iran, and you know what? It's only a notable for me, but fuck it. I'm part of the show. I'll, t- I'll decide these rules as I want. And after the fucking drought I've had, <laughs> I present you with the song that was number one for three weeks from the 6th of March in the year of our Lord 1982, which officially makes this the song that was number one on the day I was born. Oh, amazing. Tight fit. Oh, Lion sleeps tonight. <sighs> Like a fresh breeze blowing over the savannah. I was never more happy to see this tight fit. That's rough though. Let's be honest. It's not the safaris, is it? I don't give a good goddamn. It is better than anything I have had for nearly two months on this fucking show. Oh my god, it's been two will, months of time. I will take a fucking win, and if it's tight fit, I'm fine with that. Uh, yeah, it's tight fit's line sleeps tonight. It's been used in everything. Contrary to popular belief and what I thought, this isn't a uh, trad at tune this was actually written by somebody in 1939 this was written by a lady called solomon linda who wrote it uh, in oh, south africa this is massive uh, yeah there's a huge thing yeah, about libel isn't there there is a massive huge thing there's a documentary about it she was royally screwed out of it and hasn't seen a bean out of it because every release has said no it's a trad out this mate 
it's a traditional arranged tune. It's uh, it's part of folk. It's public domain. We can do whatever the flip we want with it. Uh, and she has lost out on Disney money. She's lost out on number one money. She's lost out on all of this. Gosh. And continues the fight. Uh, so bittersweet, but uh, a wamba way. Does it change my mind on tight fit? Right. Shall we go around the room? Um, let's start with the person who brought these three impositions to us. Craig, what's your view on your three? It's going in the bin, mate. And not even the Lion Sleeps tonight can save this. I'm sorry. I know it's my birthday song. And this this came close to being a list song until I realised, you know, it's fucking tight fit, the Lion Sleeps tonight. It's kitschy as fuck. But it is. It's a bit when- grim, isn't it? When it when it's paired when it's paired with what it's got when it's got a a, a third attempt from Sam Smith and a fucking let's see what let's see who else has sung this song attempt from singing the blues which is essentially what it is it's like oh that's good someone else has done it as well let's have a listen no it's not that good let's buy the other one again from fucking Tommy Steele it's not good enough Liam oh God it's all bobbins make it three get him in the bin sack this off. Right, what we're gonna get? In no time, you'll be found. Hmm. I feel like it's gonna drop. So it's a stock eight who can eight can waterman. Sonia. Sonia, yeah, I was going to say that sounds... No, okay, so this is Don't Worry by Kim Appleby. Oh! Oh, Mel and Kim. Mel and Kim phase. This is her solo debut single post the unfortunateness... Death of her sister. Um, Yeah, Um, it doesn't seem like it's um, Saw produced, though. It's on Parlophone, and it's produced by names I've never heard of. Yeah. This someone's doing song. a very, someone's doing a very, very good impression. They are nineteen ninety. Um, oh. It was produced by the bassist from Bros. Craig Logan. Correct. It Fucking Elma. Correct. Yes. Yeah. It's the, it's the non-brother who's known in the enemy as Ken. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, lovely enemy. Yeah. Brilliant. So <clears> that's. I'll I think that's, take it. Yeah, actually, uh, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by that. I want to actually yeah. go and listen to that in a little bit more detail now. Yeah. Um, that's that's and if interesting you, fun. If you sign up for Patreon, you can get access to the lists of all the things we've kept and all the things we've binned. Um, which which we which yeah. me and Craig don't even have access to. So. Yeah, I don't have access. Well, um, I'm not paying for this Patreon. I'm, I have to sit through it every week. I'm not paying for the extra content. Let me just M that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that would that would felt Stansfield adjacent that song mm. as well, Liam. We're definitely in that period, aren't we? So yes, very much so. But I think that is a, a, a clear win. That is yeah. not a cucumber castle. That is absolutely no. not something that if we came on the if it came on the radio, I'm sure you guys wouldn't turn it off. You oh no, I, I, think I, I, I would be digging Shazam out as I drove down the motorway. Oh, sorry, I would be telling I'd be telling my wife to use Shazam because I can't perform <laughs> while I'm driving. Of course, good boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, great stuff. Um, let's see if we can keep this train on rolling, like unlike Starlight Express at the West End, um, which is coming back. <laughs> no one wanted that, but it's coming back. Um, Matt, you're up. Bit of modern day riffing from Liam there as we yeah. say hello Contemporary. to Starlight. Uh, it's because it's coming back. Cause I read the, the newspaper article about it a few days ago. Unit number one, number two, nine, five. Um, six weeks at number one here, boys. And it's uh, our unwritten fact. Anything over five weeks, this is a big thing. This is a big thing. Hang on, let me do that without an offensive <laughs> No, no, do it, in the, do it in the South African accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this was uh, number one in the latter period of 1970. Why have I said it like that? Oh, shall we find out? Little Nas X, do you have any facts for us? So, two stings there. Oh, a new sting. Yeah, but it's 
<laughs> oh, is, it, is that a Matt Shop song? Yes. <laughs> is that the Matt Shop thing? Beautiful. So we've got so. to we've got to episode sixty-eight now, boys. I feel like Matt needs to very quickly explain the well, shop and say, then what Craig no. thinks a shop song is because well, I don't no, think we've no. ever actually explained it to the fucking listener. Craig, Craig, um, quite rightly pricked my pomposity bubble every now and then, where I relay. <laughs> Um, songs that I remember being played when I was uh, uh, younger as songs from my youth and uh, as the listeners probably don't know that my uh, formative years uh, were in uh, take place in a newspaper shop in Manchester and uh, my dad would have the radio playing all the time and these songs shop songs are songs that i reminisce and remember from that period of time and it was brought to the floor by craig saying oh it sounds like one of Matt's shop songs very pithily ones there's your whole history slap down that, you fat bastard me, me saying something pithily yeah. i find that hard to believe yeah so as i only do i've taken back control of this <laughs> and i've now called it matt's shop song um, and I I'll expect be a compilation for our Patreon. This, this is an absolute quality one as well. And can I just point out one I think Craig is going to fucking love. Christmas number one as well. Is there anything Christmassy about it? Is the fuck. Whack it on. Nothing says Christmas like a song about ignoring someone's call to come into your house. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Dave Edmonds with I Hear You Knocking. Dave Edmonds, let, I'll, I'll give you a bit on this, Craig, uh, but a legendary session musician who cover in here another Smiley Lewis joint. Smiley Lewis came up because he did uh, One Night of Sin, which became One Night, the song that Elvis took to number one twice lest we not forget uh this is just prior to dave edmund's rock pile period is in his pub rock days i think actually craig did they put they did he do a prince and put this on the album rock pile yeah maybe i think i think um dave edmund's released an album called rock pile perhaps but anyway i don't know i, I we, we digress um recorded at the post this but uh, legendary rockfield studios in wales and for those who like their music documentaries, there is a truly great, and I mean that, a truly great documentary about the studio out there for all you doco heads. Um, uh, Dave Edmonds plays the lot on this. He plays the absolute lot, which is which is not. It's got a kind of one-man band feel to it. Um, Craig, what's your view? Dave Edmonds getting an airing, eh? Beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, I love it. You know what? I'm tempted. I'm tempted. Are you tempted? Now, do right. I tell you what. Let me, let right. So, uh, for maybe more newer listeners, Craig is mulling over the possibility of going on one. So, deciding that he's going to put his vote for keep after hearing the very first imposition. Liam, I can imagine this does absolutely sweet Fanny Adams for you. And reading the Guardian. <laughs> okay, Craig, that's all the time you get in. What are you going to do? Uh, you know what? I think of anyone, Dave Edmonds deserves a shot in the pantheon. He's, a, he's the the eternal, the eternal tryhard. Kept pushing and pushing to the to to this day. Uh, on one, fuck it, going on one. Wow. Well done. Now. Sir. I very rarely go on one because I'm far too, you know, I do worry about what I'm going to possibly let in. But it does please me when someone has the courage of their convictions to go on one and makes the right choice because our next number <laughs> is unique number one. He's going to be, I'm going to call this now, Liam. I think this is the only one where Craig would have gone on one 
twice. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think he'd have gone. I think Craig would have gone on one and two here. This is unique number one, number five forty. It was number one for three weeks over my fourth birthday on the twentieth of October in nineteen eighty four. Little Nas X, go on. <laughs> Nothing on this, apart from a discussion about whether this may be the best song by this band. Hit play. Yes, it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Wham! with Freedom. Is it the yeah. best Wham? I, I don't really know. It's really bloody good, though. It takes what they did on... W-M-U-B-Y-G-G. Oh, wake me up before you go, go. And does it straight. No cheeky title, just a boss tune. Their third of their first hat trick of number ones. This must have been at the point where the press, surely people must have just thought, realised how good George Michael was at this point. It's just effortless. And we've not had this for a while, but here's a fact about the song from songfacts.com. <laughs> song facts. Song facts. Song facts. Song facts. Uh, in an interview with The Big Issue, George Michael said that when he wrote this song, he knew, he knew he'd arrived. Uh, This is George now. When I was 19, I wrote Freedom, the original version, and I thought, I can't believe I've just written that, he said. I was absolutely thrilled because until then I had no real understanding of my abilities, but with Freedom, I started to take myself seriously as a writer. And before I hand over to you guys, there is a little bit of a note of the Tommy Atkins, sorry, what? Just to say for listeners, that was Matt Leonard doing George Michael doing um, Richard Burton. It was it Richard Burton? Yeah, it was very was it Richard Burton. Do- it was close to Donald Sinden. I felt it like was it very- was a bit under milk wood. <laughs> George Michael's always under my milky wood. <laughs> and next week we'll be putting out a job application to hire for Matthew's position. Um, oh, so if you're interested... <laughs> Can't it's turned believe. into the sugar babes this podcast. You tried to get rid of me last week. Can't believe. I'm going to fucking mutt you my way to the end of this, bitch. There you go. There's a verb no one expected. Um, Tommy Atkins. Tommy Atkins, anyone? No. No. Uh, British country singer Tommy Atkins released a cover of Freedom in 2020. His version... British country, a, not a thing. Apparently. Yeah, agreed. Not a thing at all. Um, but his version apparently uh, was made recording history. Songfacts.com. Oh, no, it's not. Sorry. Not. This This version apparently made recording history by being the first country hit in the UK and Europe to feature an overtly gay lyric because he changed the lyric to, boy, all I really want is you. Yeah, a little bit of notability there. Lads, it's freedom by Wham. What do you want? I'm, I'm crossing out the one that I wrote earlier on. I'm, I'm, not, I'm going on two now. I mean, I'm already gone, so I'm... I'm playing the sting it's again. Absolutely belting. Belting. I mean, I'm... Yeah, I'll, I'll pin my... Uh, I'll pin it to the mask. The best Wham song. Hmm. Liam, is it the best Wham song? Uh, no. That's I'm Your Man. But, um... Craig, I don't include you in this description, because I think you've always been faithful. However, I think if you wind the clock back 10, 15 years, Wham! were a bit of a joke, really. In kind of the public consciousness, I don't think it's unfair to say they were kind of, everyone's like, oh, God, how silly. And it was seen as quite naive and quite twee, and it still is to a certain extent, but I don't think, I think in kind of recent years, since stuff like Whamageddon, there's been like this kind of reappraisal of their output, and I think... Yeah. Since George died, yeah. Since George died, that's, really that's what it was. I mean, the rehab, the rehab started then, and then we've had sort of the nostalgia. We've had documentaries. We've had retrospectives. We've had covers, as yeah. we've just mentioned. It's sort of come back into the sphere, and we've all suddenly realised what we lost when mm. we fucking chased George Michael out of the music scene. Yeah, I think. I think 
I think it might have started a little bit before that because I do remember talking in the long pod about this. what I'm about to say now dates it. I picked up a copy of the Metro newspaper on a train and they were musing over the top three uh, tours that would gross the most. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, pick a band from history and who who you think who, would who, make the most who, money. Who would, who would make the most. Third place, and this is I remember it vividly. There's only three things to remember. I can remember that. Third place, The Smiths. Second place, A Bar. Oh wow. Number one with a bullet was Wham. Oh. Over a Macator. Yeah, because he was still fucking going, mate. I mean, he had to, you know what I mean. Marcus, yeah. someone's, he's going to get fucking someone to puppeteer him when he's dead. And he'll just... Weekend at Bernie's him. Yeah. He's already... Oh, Mac oh, is the He's the only person who's going to hand over to his hologram. In fact, yeah. I um, I take it back. It's not I'm Your Man. It's Nothing Looks the Same in the Light. That wham tune is phenomenally good. Like, Nimini. beyond genius, beautiful. Nimini. I, I just quite like having what's your favourite Wham track Freedom what's your favourite George Michael track Freedom Freak would be mine uh, right Craig's gone twice Liam and he I, needs I, an orange juice now if he's going to do it a third time um, um, I don't care in the slightest about that first one Freedom classic tune um, I'm so very much, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm rooting in the salad drawer, trying to make room, throw out some more carrots that, that, or something. Let's let's dance our way through this because the listener already knows where we're going. So this is uh, to bring us home. And to, for another real solid three from me. I do feel like I get them. Uh, unique number one, number four, three, nine. Two weeks at number one. Julie. Oh no, sorry, June. Apparently, June. 1979. Good year. Uh, Mark, good year. Any further information, little Nas X? It's been... Wrong, wrong one. Yeah. I am the one and only... One hit wonder, you say? Oh, gosh. Does that mean it's like a novelty song? A resting indeed. Is it a novelty song? No. Okay. But, yes. Press play. Not novelty. It's only novelty because it was written for children. And then reappraised with some. What a fucking tune. Anita Ward, Ring My Bell, Simmons Drum, Space... Sp- Simmons Space Drum Madness. I don't think it's a Simmons, actually, but I wrote Simmons Space Drum. Uh, from Anita and her one and only foray into the top 40. And cop for this, not only a one-hit wonder over here, a one-hit wonder over there as well. So it's a double one-hit. No problem with this at all. Strong as hell keep... Does anyone... I mean, Craig, I'll hand to you first because, you know, Dr. Disco over there surely must have a little bit more to say mm. than uh, I on uh, Anita Ward's Ring My Bell. Does this does this sully your two choices? Uh, Not to at go? all. Top ten, top ten disco tracks. Oh, my God. Easily. Easily. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Liam, an- anything to add? Um, It's great, isn't it? I, it's Obviously, the, the kind of space drum boo does great a little. Mm. Um, but at, at the, the time, start it, of every bar, I know it was it was interesting at the time, and it was I think it was like Syntronics who made the space drum, not Simmons, but I'd have to check. Yeah. Um, that being said, it's still a really good piece of disco. It's kind of funky. It's got a cool bassline. It's got a really cool vocal performance. The cover of it by the Blood Sisters is incredible. Um, it's not my favourite disco, but it's nice to have something that feels like proper disco. And I understand what you mean. On this, it verges on novelty, but maybe I think it's novelty because of how we, in the same way that Kelly Marie, yes, boop, 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 yes. we think of it as novelty because it's yeah. got these weird little musical things in it. But I don't think it is novelty, and that's not me having my cake and eating it. Um, 
I think I don't. I'll, I'll remind you of this the next novelty track that uh, surfaces. Yeah, when Bob the Builder crops up, just remind me about Anita Ward. <laughs> it, it's an, an, Anita Ward. The, the finished product here is not novelty. It's no, not, not at all. It's not. Um, the, you know, there are aspects of it that have appeared in a novel way. Uh, the one thing I will say about this, and we get this on a few songs through this podcast, when you get your on on a on a Monday or a Tuesday when we get our songs independently verified and sent through uh, by Otter Stats, and you get a song that you think you know, and there's a bit of you that thinks, well, I don't need to listen to that, but I always do, and every time I'm surprised because there's something about active listening to something that you think you know that either it either immediately depreciates because you're like, oh fuck, this is actually shit. <laughs> Or, like this, I sat there and I listened to the single version. I thought, this is so cooler than I remember it being. And then I listened to the extended version. And then I had to stop it because of the space room. <laughs> but <laughs> it's ace. It's really good. It's it's a lot more. It, you sat there thinking, I'll live out in England. Give it a, yeah, give it a go. It's really good. The, the easiest defense for disco is take the disco beat off. Is it still a good song? Yes. If it if it didn't have that disco beat, it's still a very very well written song, well sung. No issues, absolutely not. Went on one, went on two, final finishing on three. (laughs) You got you got very lucky with those. Well, the latter two particularly. You call it luck, I call it skill. (laughs) Oh no, I was talking to Matt. I was comparing him to your no, drought no, I mean, of I, many moons. No, I, I agree oh. with what Craig says. I call it skill as well. Okay. <laughs> when I click open those numbers, I'm like, ah, oh, skillful motherfucker. <laughs> Shall we? W- let's just come on. It's it. Get him in. Yeah, it gotta be you, Nana. Keep right, boys. Yep. Yep. Gorgeous. Um, Easiest three of the week. Yeah, that and that was. It's, I love it when we get stuff like that and. It's not stuff that you necessarily would be like, oh, instantly in. I wish I got it in my fucking inbox. You would. But <laughs> most people, I imagine, wouldn't just go, oh, yeah, throw it straight in. But there are, like, when you listen to them, they're a really solid three. The... Well, can I, can I ask a question with that, actually? Craig said he wished you got them in your inbox. I'm not sure whether it's nicer to have. Yeah. The, like list songs yeah when you dropped two tribes on me that was one of the greatest feelings i've had on this podcast <laughs> i think it's nice to have them sometimes just thrown at you rather than sit on it smugly all week mm. although yeah. that is also a nice feeling like last week getting um getting telstar for me yeah i was like oh it's, it's a lovely i'm great i've got it but oh. but i did think last week that it would have been lovely if craig had have had telstar yeah. teased it out then it hit hits play and then you realize that that face of the realization is just wonderful which is why i'm determined i'm gonna get house of fun <laughs> craig cannot have house of fun it needs to, it needs to appear in front of him um should we wrap up boys we need to let's do this and so dear listener we've reached the end of another journey through the number ones but what did you think please let us know you can head over to every number one ever.com where you'll find a link tree to all our various social medias and emails uh you can head over to patreon.com slash enoe podcast where you will find a plethora a veritable bounty of extra content hey. <laughs> uh so if you wouldn't mind keeping the lights on and throwing us anything you can spare that'd be great if not that's absolutely fine as well. We will continue to provide the free-free. It's fine. Uh, but anything, anything you can do would be much appreciated. Uh, that only leaves me really to say is, Mr Maloney, how is the Pantheon looking this week? Well. We kicked off this week with Take Me To The Clouds Above, which is LMC and you 2 kind of riffing on uh, Hole I Know by Whitney Houston and With or Without You by you 2 proving that Gestalt Theory is a failure and if you believe in the Frankfurt School, you're a fool. Um, Do some also, reading. Yeah. 
I can recommend some incredibly dry articles. Come and join <laughs> us. Um, the small faces, because they were small at the start. And then oh, the, the their faces and then get bigger small. over time. They grew like people. Faces get bigger. Um, with All or Nothing and Frankie Lane's torch song to optimism and dullness. I believe. Um, he believes. I believe. He, he believed. Um, they made it into the Pantheon despite my best efforts. Also, by, they were followed by um, CeeLo's continued drought um, with Sam Smith and John Legend's hilarious Lay Me Down for comic relief. Thank <laughs> God. Comic relief. Thank God I've had a few beers or I would have had an embolism. Come back, hail and purse. Um, <laughs> Said no one ever put give, yeah. give us your stonk. Um <laughs> Followed by Tommy Steele having a crack at singing the blues, and then tight fit massacre in the safaris. Lion sleeps tonight. Thankfully, we all saw sense and unanimous them into oblivion, only to be faced with Kim Appleby's fairly interesting, but not proper, sawish. Don't worry. And finally, we hit on another one of Matthew's Proustian rushes with the shop song I Hear You Knocking by someone called Dave Edmonds, who was a session musician who never quite hit. Um, Fr- Wham's Freedom, one of the many good songs that Ram- Wham wrote. Simple as that. I'm three bits in now, so who the fuck cares? And finally, Anita Wars. It was a, a sign air. I think, not a Simmons. Ah, um, right, okay. A sign-out-drum-informed Ring My Bell. Please go listen to the Blood Sisters cover of it. It's fucking incredible. It's about nine minutes long. Um, it's dub as well. It's really, really strong. But that nice. hit the Pantheon also, which leaves us with seven songs hitting the Pantheon and three burning in the trash can of eternal shame. Matthew, take My stuff home. again. <laughs> pleases me no end when we make the right choices guys and oh. i think we've made the right choices let's keep our decision strong keep our decision strong craig thanks thanks for wandering through that arid desert again for us yeah it's fine i will continue my journey i've mad max wrapped myself in ragged clothes i've i've, I've welded together various car parts to make myself some monstrosity and playing guitar with a large flamethrower as i continue my journey for good songs someday someday wearing the now, skin of tommy Steele. put it this way you don't you don't get that imagery on the rest is politics do you so there you go guys um liam thank you ever so much again absolute joy as always and we could play out with many a tune from this week's but we're going to play out by uh, with freedom by wham because i think we can all agree that just wham, yeah wham yeah. wham rule man wham yeah. rule don't let anyone tell you otherwise have a lovely week we love you lots goodbye Bye. Bye. Bye.